And hello, welcome to David and Goliath Critical Thinking Podcast. It's the 11th of October 2016 and there's me, Stefan and Portelli. Say hello, Portelli. Hello, Portelli. Sounds like JV again. <laughs> okay, so... Hey, I'm just happy you said Critical Thinking Podcast rather than Critical Podcast. I think that was great. Is that what I do before? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, of course. I listen back to the pods and uh, I knew that I'd do that, yeah. But you actually uh, do, so... <laughs> yeah, I do actually listen back to them. I'm just that bad with memory. Okay, um, all right. So let's not do it too much banter because we don't want to be like those other crap podcasts out there like a uh, Football Ramble, Constant Banter, No Football. So just be called The Ramble. Yeah. Uh, so that's so I'm trying to not be bantery now so yeah now I'm trying too hard yeah. <laughs> okay so we've, we've been away for a while um, for some reasons logistically but also we aim for once a month uh, at the moment until we work out technology to do this non-physically that sounds like sex thing anyway I thought um, we were stopping the banter <laughs> yeah I know I just that's my head okay so <laughs> which one <laughs> hey <laughs> oh it's like being next to James Richardson <laughs> <laughs> if only you've got more hair if only yeah true <laughs> Uh, more wit or is no he's quite witty he's he? very witty he's, and he's, intellectual he lives around the corner from here we're in Paddington he's in Maid of Earl. oh really I said that in the pod this week oh wow yeah we're, not, we're getting off track big yeah, time yeah, just, yeah. Are, yeah. okay so um, it's been a while and <coughs> we're going to talk about a number of small medium things there's no big hitter as such there's just a few medium ones out there so we'll be talking about a range of things such as how's the Premier League been going um, we'll talk about Big Sam and what went on there in England and, and the madness around Wayne Rooney as well as the other international matches that have gone on, especially of the home nations recently. We will um, look at, as part from England, things such as Enna Valencia and the madness there. I don't think you know about that, I'll tell you. Oh yeah, I, I do. Oh, that's what it. I was looking forward to telling you. <laughs> Pretend that you don't. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about some managerial changes in the championships and a few transfers on freeze. Uh, a little bit about the EFL Cup, maybe a little bit of a moan about Newcastle and Rafa as usual. Uh, Villa changing managers as well as others. We'll look at a lot of form in the Premier League. Of course, Klopp will always get mentioned with us, it seems, in the Premier League, as well as some big fixtures recently. Uh, we'll talk about why does Brendan Rodgers get such a hard time. Uh, and Which is always what we talk about as well. Is, nah, yeah, it is quite often, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, I want to talk about Palace because rarely do we win. So I want to have a little bit talking about Palace. Uh, Joey Barton, uh, something key to me, which is safe standing. Uh, Coventry's woes, and that does just look like we're copying the Guardian, especially with the Valencia thing there. But that's my fault. I wrote this shortly after listening to the podcast from the Guardian yesterday. Anyway, uh, and then we'll talk about an example of more punditry idiocy and in this case linked to the Ryan Giggs and Swansea uh, debacle um, we'll also uh, talk about a few smaller things uh, but I want to make a main feature as well a club in focus in the Premier League and I'll explain a bit more about that mm, when we get to, really it. Good to hear. yeah but listen out for that I'll tell a little bit now because I want people to listen yeah, on no, that'd, that'd be good. basically um, I'm fed up of the Guardian podcast something that I'm such a fan of and still think it's probably the best one out there but and to be fair not just them it seems to be um, endemic media. In culture yeah, yeah. yeah. that I mean I've, I've been listening to the pod the whole of this season and more and um, basically I reckon there's been about two minutes two and a half minutes maybe not much more of Palace analysis um, and we're sitting about eighth I think it is in the league we'll check that in a minute and you know, I don't expect it to be all about Palace. It's not a Palace pod, but 
it just seems that they're almost mocking when they do start to talk about fixtures of smaller teams. They talked about, I think, West Brom, West Ham, which turned out to be a pretty exciting game, actually. Um, and they talked about it like uh, saying, well, we don't even want to talk about this. Let's move on. Uh, there's absolutely no attempt anymore to do what I thought made them special, which was proper analysis, not just of the big clubs. Well, the thing is, I mean, that, that in general is a, is a problem. I remember the days when I was, I was a teenager or even younger when we, we, we watched football and people knew, like, Steve Grizovich as much as they knew um, Peter Schmeichel. And, like, now that'd be the equivalent of people knowing about De Gea as much as, I don't know, say... Um, Jordan say, Pickford. Jordan Pickford or Arthur Borak or someone like that, like that. But it's just not fashionable now. But, you know, these clubs, you know, Coventry, etc., used to be like, even though they were smaller clubs, they used to kind of get not quite the same amount of attention as Man United, but people knew who they were. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Huckabee, etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we wouldn't know anyway. We wouldn't know a Huckabee now. No, well, that's what I, that's one of the reasons I'm doing this. Um, so I want to pick one of the kind of less reported clubs in the Premier League, uh, every pod, maybe go out of the Premier League, although we don't want to completely blag it. Um, and I want to go into a little bit of depth about them within reason because there's only so much I can know because the media doesn't tell me a lot to to really have a, a, as much depth knowledge as I should for a team in the same division. Um, I've chosen Watford for our first one, so look forward to that. Uh, do you know why I did that? I don't know, but I'll throw in Bournemouth to a lesser extent as well, from my point of view. Oh, well, there's loads of ones that we can do, but I started with Watford because I keep on bumping into Ben Watson on the train. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw I, that. It yeah. has to be him. I've stalked him and taken photos he of him. He doesn't play much now, does he? Obviously? No, he's on the bench a lot. Uh, he seems to be living in Beckenham and getting on at Beckenham Junction every morning, robbers, but, you know, scope him out. I was going to say, are we allowed to uh, <laughs> say that? Well, I said the Maid of Ale thing, but they said that. Yeah. Um, and he gets the, roughly, he usually gets like the 7.39 train in the morning from Beckenham Junction. Right, now, now that sounds sound weird. Well, no, because it's the train I get every day. Okay. Uh, if you want to stalk me, I'm available. Uh, <laughs> and, um, he gets uh, on a train, and I, I saw him come home at a really late, uh, at eight o'clock or eight thirty right, at night. Sounding like stalking. No, no, no. He happened to be on my train when I came home late once. But um, <laughs> yes. I guess he must. If he leaves at that time, he has to get up to Watford. Seems strange he's getting the train to avoid the traffic, and he's moved away there. But hey ho. Thinking what footballer gets back at eight in the evening? Don't they just work half days? Well, that's what I mean. That's why I was so <laughs> surprised. I'm not saying that's when I normally see him on the train. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen him on the much earlier trains. It was just one night last mm-hmm. time I can remember. Uh, so that's why I chose Watford. To be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so um, let's start with, well, something that's been in the news recently, and because we only do this once a month, it sometimes dies down a bit by the time we get round to it, but it's the England events, but first, Big Sam, and I don't think we really spoke about in the last pod, I don't think it happened. No, it didn't happen no. by the last pod, yeah. So Big Sam has gone, what do you make of it? Yeah, well, as I've always said, football chooses interesting points and times to be paragons of virtue. Did he do anything really wrong? Yes, it was a bit dodgy. Yes, it was money grabbing and a bit desperate and trading on the England job. Morally, probably wrong, but I, I don't know. Like, if it was that bad, you'd be getting in. Like, it would be it'd be potentially jail time or court time for it. it. Doesn't seem like realistically he's done that wrong. My question would be if there was a big manager. Let's say, if. Let's use him as an example. Let's say if, if Jose Mourinho took over or Klopp took over or someone like that and did exactly the same thing, I would question whether we'd have the same moral kind of standards, particularly as I've always mentioned before, the massive defence of Luis Suarez. 
So, I'm not so sure. That being said, we shouldn't detract from the fact that he was in the wrong, at the very least morally wrong, and argue that he deserved to lose its job, but let's see if it's consistently applied. Um, okay, I mean, I think you've got too much faith uh, in the uh, criminal system for someone who's worked in law anyway. Uh, I don't think it's uh, always the case that you do end up in hot water. Uh, I'm with you in the sense of, you know, I found it pretty distasteful. I mean, all of the money that's being talked about is distasteful from the whole him asking for money for performances thing, but that's football. Just to interject as well, we don't have a copy of the entire transcript type, which is always a bit suspicious for me. There, there seems to be very... You don't watch the video? Oh, is it, is it all of it in there then? Maybe not, but there's yeah. enough. I mean, right, there's no enough. doubting that he yeah, has yeah, done I'm not saying, But I'm always just, just in general suspicious. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I mean, there's not much doubt that he's, he's no, no, done wrong, but yeah, yeah, the point really for me is that how is it breaking news that Big Sam is a dodgy bloke? Uh, we knew this. He is one tiny slither below Harry Redknapp. There was a whole panorama on him years ago about him and his son, the son being the agent. You know, tell us something we didn't know. It was stupid for him to do it whilst being England manager so soon as well. Why even take that risk? Um, but it's not new information. They appointed him on that basis. It's like appointing Capello and then dismissing him because of the boring football you know he's that typical Italian style boss so why would you know it's not new information so well, it seems strange they, it's because they've been caught they say if the exact same thing has happened but the FA knew about it but it wasn't in public domain does he get sacked I think not only if results are bad and they want to get rid yeah yeah but not otherwise so I don't think we need to focus too much time on that he's walked he said he was a, he was stupid but he's also sort of said entrapment and sort of the bad guys have, have won and there is a potential here that it, you know that there is a bit of misleading because the agent involved has come out and said that he lied about a lot of stuff actually in this thing I don't know if you know about that yeah, yeah, I so but I mean, whether he has or hasn't I mean yes Big Sam is clearly a bit of a dodgy geezer he's clearly talking about ways that you can profit through football which get around the law which doesn't quite break the law <coughs> whether that is it outright wrong or that's just I don't, it's almost like lawyer skills yeah, exactly. I don't know yeah but it's still distasteful you know every club does it you've mentioned Watford yeah, but he's not at a club What's, he's doing it for his own personal gain alright yeah all right. I, I, I take the point but then clubs are doing it for their own personal gain as well I mean everyone's everyone's got loopholes around rules and that kind of stuff he's he, I don't I don't feel he's doing anything more than probably most people do it's just the fact he's been caught and he deserves punishment I just want to see this consistently applied yeah, but I think he's a bit dodgy for talking to people that he doesn't really know um, with that sort of candidness about how you can get around the rules. I think that's the sort of conversation you might have with people you know better. So it mm. shows what else might he do, but yeah, yeah, that's thing. another issue, I guess. Um, I mean, we spoke about the England performance and I know it wasn't inspiring, but I thought the second half was a lot better even without that last-minute goal. So... Mm. Um, we had we spoke as well about how we had some high hopes for him on certain aspects. Maybe they weren't necessarily evident in squad selection and performance in the first game, but yeah, it goes to the age-old concern of why he got the job, which is you know, no disrespect to him at all, but there is a lack of options out there. So now it's back to the drawing boards. Briefly, before we talk about Southgate a bit more, uh, let's talk about him and just from a candidate point of view, and, and you know, who do you fancy for it very briefly? Do you know, I have no idea. I'm mainly because I, I think, as we discussed last time, that 
for whatever reason, no matter who we employ and what kind of style of manager, they all make the same mistakes. So for this stage, I don't really care because I think it doesn't matter to a large extent. So why not give Southgate? Yeah, may as well. No, 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 no. I'm definitely against Southgate. I was about to say, I don't really care. I've had enough of England because I've been at that stage for a long, long time. But obviously I do care a bit because I'm so adamant against Southgate. I, I'd go back to the, the same things that I think I said in the pod when we spoke about it, when Big Sam got the job, which was, you know, ideally you appoint someone with experience um, because it's a big job. But on the other hand, there isn't anyone English with experience who really stands out, um, who's available. So therefore, there's very little Englishman. There's Pardew, who, please take him off our hands, despite the good run. Uh, etc um, there's very few Englishmen How? I mean the only reason I, I'm a mad on how is I've always rated him um, I followed Bournemouth closely having lived there for a year I, I do think at the moment people he's a bit of a bandwagon but the only reason that I would go for him is because he plays a nice passing forward looking style of play which if I'm not sure if he'd get the time but and, and he might fall into the hero worship category it's like oh you know I've got Rooney in my team now I've got to build around him and then all of a sudden his passing football won't apply and then he'll just do the same thing that all the other managers have done I'm, I'm concerned you say that. I'm on. concerned we'd ruin him you say that but um, we thought Big Sam would be the one person that stuck to his style and well he didn't he bowed down to the Rooney thing so you know, we don't know whether Howard would do that, but we thought we were pretty convinced Sam wouldn't do that, and he did. So, we, you know, you don't know either way, so I don't think you can hold that against him. I know just because yeah. he's inexperienced. Yeah, yeah, no, true, true, but I don't know. I'd rather us not ruin a good young up-and-coming manager, which that would be my concern. Well, yeah, I mean, it is a poison talent, like we are saying. Do they actually have control? We don't know, but I just want to see good football. And I don't mean overpassing football, but... If we are looking to change things, then we need to look forward to a more, you know, a, a more modern style of, of football. Because let's be honest, whether Big Sam's effective or not, and whether there'll always be a bit of a place for direct football, and I mean that not in a negative way, it certainly isn't generally where the game is going um, these days with the pitches and everything being different. So that would at least be a step forward in terms of... Um, that approach. Also, we have given him praise for playing people. Mm. Who's that left back that you like? What's his name? At Bournemouth. Oh, at Daniels. Yeah. And and the right and, and just their defence, Cook and Francis as well. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if they have the good the defences, but I mean that we've given him credit for mm. playing, sticking with players who, when he's made big signings, uh, I know that he's had some injuries with those signings, but he could have dropped um, yeah. some of those guys, and he stuck with them despite them not having a big name. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And he's obviously got an eye for a player, signed, uh, what's his name, the Irish guy midfield from Woking. And now he's doing fantastic. He's a key player this season. Oh, I said, I'm, I'm, I we'll said, move on with names. I said, I said focus, but it's the name's escaping me it's now. It's not the focus this week. We'll look it up before then, don't worry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Wenger's been mentioned. Again, I like the style of football, but I do feel that he actually overpasses, to be honest. Yeah, um, Wenger wouldn't mind being given a go. It might, might kind of suit all parties with that one. Yeah, yeah, but it's just the overpassing. But it certainly don't think it, it would lay some foundations, even if they're not perfect foundations. Yeah, yeah. More foundations than uh, Big Sam, with all due respect, in terms of style, because of the same reasons that I've just said. But <coughs> on the other hand, do foundations ever get laid? And 
do they really have influence over the kind of whole youth development? I don't know. Talking of youth development, did you hear how well the under 17s did for England? No, I did not. They, um, who did they? I think they beat someone. Like, and I think it beat Germany 7 or 8 1. Like Again, a Guardian thing there, so we won't awesome. focus on I, I look forward to them being on Premiership benches um, in well, the future. Not even that. The Guardian guys <coughs> said it perfectly in terms of we look forward to them basically the money getting money too soon, the money going to their head and completely fading into oblivion after a big move and not even playing Premier League football yeah. in the same way that the guys who left Leeds and went to Chelsea did. To, to a point, but I think that's putting too much blame on the players. I think for some cases that would be true, but I know I'd be disheartened if I'm just being used as stockpiling and I don't even get a run out in the FA, in the in early rounds of the Cup because someone like Arba Lowe is in front of me. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. And even Palace in the Cup, we didn't yeah. play a start a single youngster. Yeah, um, but no, I don't. I actually think it was more he had a dig at the system there, actually. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's a fair point, and, yeah. um, if anything, at the players in terms of choosing the big move club to to go to the big club when they're, they're the worst usually at yeah, playing yeah. upstairs. Not the only that's ones, that's though. Also, that's also a fair yeah. point. Yeah. So hopefully there's some talent there, though, for the future. Give us a glimmer of hope. Uh, okay, I mean, I want to talk Southgate briefly then because I'm, I'm you know, usually I'm the one who watched the matches, but I didn't watch England against the mighty Mortar. Um, um so um, I didn't watch the game. Um, I know that you consider them the mighty Malta. Did you watch the game? I did, yeah. Oh, right. Cheering on Malta or England? Oh, Malta. Malta are great, yeah. I heard, because I was on a stag doing Barcelona, I heard that it was absolutely terribly boring. Is that more boring than usual, or are they just going over the top? I don't know. I thought the first half was, was fine. I mean, you've got to accept there's a team with 11 men behind the ball, like no matter what the quality, it's always more difficult to break them down. I thought England created some good chances and thought the Maltese keeper made made some pretty good saves. Um, second half, though, it seemed like both teams hand hand shook and accepted a two nil two nil result. Okay, I mean apparently Rooney got booed. We'll get onto Rooney a bit more actually. Yes. Um had still on the bench. I know, but uh, he's he's like a, he's a legend for Malta. He's he's, he's wonder, a legend. I wonder where he's playing. Matt, he's, he's, he's at the Maltese league, and the last I heard, but he might have even moved on from there. Do you know, that's do you know, not he, the Maltese league. He used to um, no no. What I meant is he he actually had a strike. He was of a letter. I think the club was. Um, it was him and Jordi Cruyff up front. That is exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, talking I mean, of the Maltese League, they've pushed a couple of British teams in the Europa League and so on in recent years, haven't they? They have, but admittedly this season looks less impressive um, that they pushed West Ham close, given, yeah, given <laughs> yeah. what's happened. Yeah. But um, they also, I think, only lost 1-0 to Italy, but Italy only ever scored one goal, really. <laughs> um, OK, Jordan Henderson apparently got man of the match. And the Guardian, they said, well, it's pretty easy to do that if... Uh, you know, you've got loads of space. Yeah, but but again, we kind of quick to kind of dismiss a Henderson, and Gerard made a point about him. That goal he scored against Chelsea, Gerard said, if that was that was anyone else, that'd be far more hype about it. And I think that's a fair point. So well, I think that's a fair point with people like Walker, yeah. but I'm just not a massive fan of Henderson personally. No, no, I, I I'm not necessarily either. But a but kind it's of a fair point, the logic. Yeah, and, and at least like yeah, he's he's fairly pedestrian in Liverpool, but it's better him than say a thirty million pound foreign player they've signed. And and the same, we'll talk about Lingard in a minute, but I like the fact Lingard is playing for Manchester United. Is he Manchester United good? No, but at least that's kind of a youngster coming through, not a, not kind of a £20 million signing doing the same job. It's a youngster coming through who I think <coughs> Jose's been reluctant to play. I think he's played him reluctantly. Um, 
And according to, you know, a lot of fans are a bit annoyed that he's hardly played for United. I'm actually a massive fan of him, but it does seem that you barely need to play for United to get in the England squad, whereas yeah. other players need to do a lot more. Now, when he first got called up, that was a worse case than oh, it is that, now. That was ridiculous. Now, now that, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's, it's good that a, a youngster is playing regularly for a big club because no one's saying they have to be better than, like, you know, Aguero or whoever, but people are saying they, they can't, you know, they're probably better than, I don't know, give me an example of an average, like, I don't know, Danny Blind or sort of someone like that, you know, Daly Blind rather, you know, you know or, or Rojo. They're like, Danny, Daly was his dad. Oh, right, I got it right the first time, but, or, or, um, or Rojo or someone like that. This, this is the thing. But because they play for a big club, doesn't mean they automatically get into the England squad, and that's where we go wrong. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, let's look at the lineup then. Um, pretty standard apart from Bertrand right, started. I want to notice that lineup. Right, we've gone and gone on about Cahill to death. He shouldn't be there. Fine. Stones is an interesting one. Playing regularly for Everton? No. No, he wasn't last year. Right, for the, well, he's, he hasn't been playing regularly for Man City. Yeah, he has. No, he hasn't. He's no, he has. some, games, some games he has not played. He has been on yeah, the bench. Yeah, but that's been tactical against that Celtic in the Champions League. It was more of arresting him. But he's I, played all the big games. Has he? Because yeah, yeah. I, I he was in my fantasy football and he did not play. Okay, maybe one, one I thought games. he had, but maybe. Yeah, I, I think I'm, it's enough to justify. Yeah, but but still his future. But 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 still, it's the fact he's playing for Man City. It's not yeah, for me. It's, it's not the fact that he's still a midfielder. In yes, defense. it's not as if he's got significantly better. No, no, of course not. Not just by moving club, of course not. Yeah. He's just still a midfielder that's in defence. But uh, Bertrand's starting, positive or not. I mean, I don't know how good his form is. I know Southampton have picked up a bit. Oh, why not? I, mean, I, I, like, I like Rose, who came on for him quite soon. I think so. Rose was apparently having fitness problems, so that's why he didn't start. He came on there. Anyway. because yeah, um, that's because um, Bertrand got injured. Okay. Uh, okay, I mean, he tried to fit Aliane Rooney in again. We talked about this at the Euros. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that, but I think if you're going to do it against one club, it's Malta. You don't need to play a holding midfielder against them. Interestingly, starting Walcott, although based only on a short spell, is actually merited in the sense that he has been playing really well but he only needs to play well for one or two games and he's back in and a lot of people do have to play well for a lot longer true but let's give it let's give a little little praise for calling up keen well hang on he was only called up after injury still i still previous managers now he's being linked with big clubs he wouldn't have been yeah i'm not saying otherwise but then maybe he's being linked with big clubs because he's he's playing well but the point is is that even with that there'd be plenty of managers in the past that would still have not would have found I don't know, like, would have tried to call up, like, Phil Jones or someone like that. You know, it's, it's so... Maybe it's his under-21 routes he worked with yeah. him there. Starting Sturridge is a strange one. I'm a massive fan of Sturridge, ability-wise, but he's not starting for his club. No, but, but then we, we've had this discussion that before. He doesn't necessarily have to be... If we need a good striker, he's still a good striker. If he hasn't played for about two years, then I give that. But I don't think he's one of those that gets in just because he plays for a big club. He's genuinely a good good player and Klopp needs to play him in the squad so. well I think the only one that could have would have been Rashford who's more the kind of wing forward yeah. um, because I mean what I mean is Vardy could have started but it's not like Vardy's been on fire no no it's ex- exactly so maybe not awful okay if we look on the bench I mean Oxley chamberlain I'm a big fan of him but he hasn't done enough to get it he back in so quick for, I, I'm, I'm kind of done with him seriously I think he's not really I think we've had too much faith in him in years he's barely scored barely assisted if you look at his career's goals and assists 
since moved in, it's really, really poor. I completely agree with you on paper. There's just <laughs> something I see in him when I saw him playing good that I would still have faith in him. Saying that, I don't think he should be in the squad yeah, right yeah. now. No, and, and the thing is, the kind of same way you're saying that Oxide, I say about Wiltshire. So we've kind of both got yeah, our, our... Fair enough. There. Um, uh, and I'm a massive fan of Keane. I was yeah. trying to... I was on the Palace Forum for about a year or so, at least, if not more, saying, let's sign him up. Uh, it would have been big money, but big fan there. Um Okay, I mean, Townsend, I mean, as a Palace fan, I'm delighted he's in. But he hasn't actually had more than one good game for Palace. The rest of them are bang average. Is it justified? What does uh, Wilf's play better? And you know yeah, I'm not yeah, a fan of Wilf. You can't do that. Like We were saying Townsend should have been in the squad last year. He should have. It's only He's only really played a couple of games for you. Like I He mean, should have been in it last year because yeah. we only took one so, wide man. Exactly. So, like I mean, has Zahar been better than Townsend in maybe the last five games? Probably, from what you've said. Has he been better than Townsend in the last year? Probably not. So well, I don't, I don't got player of the year, but I don't think that was yeah, deserved. Yeah. So, so no, I don't have a significant Fair problem enough. with it. But my but fear isn't that it's on that basis. My yeah. fear it's because, you know, he's Townsend and yeah. one Sahar. But it could be because Sahar, I think, pissed off Southgate in the under-21s with an attitude ah, before. That's probably why. Then. But, but Zaha's got in with, by, by name, hasn't he? Because of he used to play for United. No, he hasn't been in for a long, long time. Yeah, but do you remember when he did get called up? That was, yeah. But he was generally called up when he was actually at Palace. He did might have got caught up once with United before, but I'm not even sure he did. Oh, no, fair enough. He got called a friendly and and so on. But, but what I would say is that well, I, my yeah. fear is that there's enough evidence with Palace players that some of them can play amazing, but if they're a Scott Dan, they're nowhere near. Well, you right, know, yeah, but Scott, Scott yeah. Dan should have been in the squad, squad you know, at some I agree, yeah. um, rather than Cahill. But yeah, I would say if the same thing's happening at Christmas, then then we can have this discussion. I'd say I'd say right now it's too early to say. Well, he's got three more games. The reason that I hope he doesn't get any more is because, I mean, I haven't micro-analysed his league <coughs> finishes for Middlesbrough, but first he of all, he did that's my point. Yeah. He he did. Um, he he got a job straight at the top, which annoys me a little bit. Um, and when he was at Middlesbrough, my main gripe, and I think I've said this before, is that he started dropping people like Catamol, who at the time was very much a, a English player and rated and. Um, like James Morrison who now plays for Scotland yeah, yeah, but was an England player he was an Eng- he's an Englishman um, and he was bringing in people like Ali Adier to replace yeah. them who'd failed at Arsenal I mean, they, they were like a bent they were in different p- positions but I'd better take your point with that well, what I would say is that since then he's worked with the under 21s and one like a kind of six yeah, nations yeah. no no I agree I'm, I'm not saying he's done brilliant with the under 21s but I'm saying because that was a while ago and he sub- sub- subsequently has worked with youngsters maybe he has changed his attitude and even if he hasn't, the fact is he can't buy players in the England squad, can he? So maybe, maybe that's... It's not just thing. buying. I wasn't that inspired by any of what they yeah. did and they had money at the time. I, no, I, I think you've got to do a lot more no, to get no, an England I, job. I, I quite frankly agree with you, but I'm just saying we can't really say like, oh, you know, this person done something six years ago, we shouldn't let them. I mean, he's, he's, done, he's done more si- since. And speaking of... But he hasn't done enough since. No, 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 no I, I agree. But I'm saying you can't hold something that he did at a long time ago as evidence that he can't really do that because he subsequently has worked with youngsters and possibly has changed his attitude okay. um, speaking of things that um, someone did a while ago and has been punished I do, and this wasn't on our document but I'm going to throw it in there what about the ban that the um, Burnley striker got yes um, we're talking about uh, Andre Gray, Gray. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's come back to that let's in a second I just want to focus on England yeah just a reminder yeah. add it to the list yeah. um, so one person we didn't mention that Southgate did call up was Glenn Johnson 
player who I used to dislike when he was young because he was getting a hype before it was deserved, mm. who um, who then actually had, I think, a lot of years of being a very good attacking fullback, was suspect in defence. But ironically, it's now that he get, got called up by uh, Southgate when now's the least time he deserves it. And didn't he just come back from injury as well? That was quite a surprise. So. It was almost as if they... It's Klein not fit. I think he. I think he might not Even be. Joe Ward, who's not been in great form, that, that's, that's the kind of pick. Do you know the kind of pick you were saying that? Uh, do you know how Southgate picked Keane, and you was kind of saying just a minute ago that you know, he had no choice, but I said they'd always find a way to not pick a player like that. They've just done that with Glenn Johnson. Glenn Johnson was like they could have, they could have picked Ward, but they didn't. They picked Glenn Johnson. So the thing I was defending Southgate with in terms of the Keane pick, he's then con- he's then done the opposite by picking Johnson. Apparently, fair enough. I see what you mean. Yeah. Apparently, he said um, he wanted some experience in the in, in the squad. But I, I know those, those Maltese Maltese players. You've got to be really experienced when you play them because they're what so. A waste tough. of a pick. He's not going to be at the next World Cup. Yeah. Pick a youngster. They've got to be out there, even if they're in the Championship. Well, pick I mean, a youngster. I mean, I mean uh, you know, we may we may be like not from a strong point when we're saying pick a youngster. We don't know who they are, but the point is, is that these guys should know who they are. You know, these guys are employed to actually know about these players. We're not. We're not going to know every single player and we've we've said Ward as an example um, but yeah I'm sure there's more so I mean Klein I don't know where he was no 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 yeah but I'm sure there's more but if we can't think of them it doesn't negate our point because we're not being the manager these guys will have access to it does actually because I worry that actually we probably could probably say more names off the top of our head than they can which is a worry maybe maybe I'm going to try and think of one while we're we're talking okay um all right, so we've spoken about uh, a lot of the uh, England stuff there, to be honest. They're playing Slovenia tonight. I have a good left-back. He might be Scottish, though. I know it's well, not. We're talking about left-backs. Well, Johnson's a right-back. Yeah, but didn't you say that? Yeah, he's Scottish. Robertson. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Um, so keep thinking. Jot it down, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 Keep thinking. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, Slovenia's tonight. Away from home. What to expect? Don't know, but nice city. Uh, oh, we might not make it back for the start. I'll be devastated. Um, anyway, uh, the rest of the home nations. Wales were long throwing it and got a very creditable two-all draw at Austria um, and then followed it up with a disappointing home draw. It would have been a good result if that one had changed differently. Um, and then... And the Bournemouth right back. Bradson. Francis, yeah. I think Francis, yeah. I think he does. Him or Cook, I don't know. Yeah. Can you stop interrupting and put it on the bloody list? <laughs> I can't get the fucking co-hosts here. Yeah, Co, you heard me. I'm the man. Uh, <laughs> all right. So and then the, uh, the other home nations, let's move on. Right. So, uh, Enna Valencia. It's, it's linked to international football. Did you hear what happened to him? What, about how he came off early as a sub and then tried to ev- evade the police over child fare, unpaid yeah. child support? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, in a nutshell, yeah. he turned up. He's been out of the country, obviously, he's, on loan he's, at Everton. He's been missing on the pitch for a while, hasn't he? Yes. Fair point. Yeah. Um, goes to play for his country and he notices the police are there waiting for him as he's coming onto the pitch, I believe, yeah. um, because he hasn't been playing his child support. He thinks, oh no, how am I going to get uh, away from them? So the only way was to fake an injury and get carried off by a stretcher, which somehow works. They didn't manage to catch him, or they did and let him go. Um, he's come out since and said um, that the reason he isn't paying child support is because his ex has made it very difficult to see the child. And also, in addition to that, um, she's doing some sort of like phone sex or porn or something mm. 
Um, first of all, the latter one is not really his business unless it's impacting the child. The first one, like, can I just point out that whilst I see the principle, um, and whilst I see, uh, I've seen that happen before in my previous career, the child support was something ridiculously low, like £2,000. Compared to his salary, it's tiny amounts, and it's your bloody kid, mate. You yeah. just pay, and but you still that as a separate issue. But then doesn't that, that, for me, say the fact that it's not financial, it's a principal thing, because... It's not. It's a, That's a bullshit excuse, a load of crap that he came out with, because he's a fucking prick. But then why is he not paying it? Because he's a prick. Oh, he's, okay. a stu- he's a stubborn idiot. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just, that doesn't buy for me. No, I, I just mean, doesn't I'm not saying it does for me, I was just... Separate issues, you pay it, and you you may not trust the legal system, but you you keep pursuing with the legal system. And when it's such a small percentage of what is a huge rich man, then I lose even more sympathy, personally. So he's our, as Geordie, the the true Geordie would say, he's our wanker of the week, in my opinion, no doubt. I'm just, I mean, how much is he getting paid? I mean, he'll be paid, he's been paid like at least 30 grand a week probably 45 50 60 grand probably 50 60 I think we're being very out of touch with football do you hear apparently Troy Deeney might be on 100 grand a week makes Tottenham's policy look really good okay okay let's Uh, move on so um, right um, some really random little bits here and there Um, Junior Hoylet only 26 (laughs) I think uh, he has gone on a free transfer, hasn't had a club since summer when he left QPR, haha. And he's joined Neil Warnock, who's now the Cardiff manager. Uh, what the hell do we make of this? Yeah, I remember the time when Hoylet was meant to be very good and really rated. Awesome when he was young. Blackburn, wasn't he? A really, really good right right winger. I know. <sighs> Warnock, Warnock does. I mean, he did quite well. What's his name? Terraps. And I'm wondering if he could do the same with Hoydit. But maybe Hoydit's just not good enough. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it, on a free? Definitely. I mean, if you look at the free transfer list, he must be one of the better names who's got real talent, who's not like 38. Yeah. So it's fantastic from that point of view. I mean, will Warner ever blooming retire? He keeps on saying he will. You can never believe what he says. Retire about four jobs ago. I'm sure know, that you this was his last job, yeah, as in the first yeah. time. And he says the same thing every time he joins the club. But he knows that division did a fantastic job at Rotherham last year. Uh, they're certainly in a bit of a dire straits, but they've got some good players. <clears throat> I was a bit disappointed for Trollope because Trollope had such a great managerial start at Bristol Rovers mm. and his career looks like it's destined to be a good coach and not a manager. So yeah. it's a shame. I'm not an easy club to manage, but it's probably the end of the road for him having a decent job. Probably, but you never know. He's had a few chances too. It's not like a, yeah, yeah, just dumping him straight away. Yeah. Uh, okay, small thing there. The EFL Cup purely just continues to embarrass everyone. Um, but the point I want to mention there is bit of a big Sam style getting around the rules there's this rule that these academy teams that are in it which is a disgrace as we've said before have to play a certain number of under 23 players they have to start them so I can't remember who it was now but one of them started wasn't it Birmingham was it, was it? no no Birmingham Bradford Bradford sorry yeah, yeah it's Bradford so, uh, Doyle yeah, but they wouldn't have had it under 23 side, didn't it? Anyway, the team started yeah. a goalkeeper who was of the right age and then subbed him after something like five minutes and said, oh, it's because he had a bad 45 seconds or something stupid. Yeah, but that's how you get around the rules, isn't it? I mean, it's I'm a lawyer. I kind of respect it, but it's still not right. And it makes, I mean, it's just literally the last thing that this mockery of a competition needs. Please just leave 
the sm- like every other cup is dominated by the big four teams usually with a few exceptions here and there leave a trophy which has some pride in it and a day out in Wembley mm. for clubs that don't get much glory yeah. instead of taking it away from them with under 23 yeah definitely madness um, okay at Newcastle They've been creeping along, had a massive result against uh, QPR, yeah. uh, smashed them, but they've not been uh, particularly tearing up the trees yet. They're not top of the league, they're there, they're within touching distance. And now Rolando Ahrens has gone out and got himself in a bar brawl. I'm disappointed because I genuinely really, really rate this lad. I remember him scoring, I think on his debut, or certainly one of his first appearances against Palace, or at least causing us huge problems. And I remember watching this lad thinking, wow, he's going to be something else. He was then played at left-back and, and tried to destroy his confidence away to Chelsea last year. But it's a real opportunity for him not, in the Championship. It's not an opportunity for him because he, because he doesn't play. He does, he does not play. He's Has got, he been injured? No, he just, you know, Newcastle, they've got that two players two decent players in every position and Benitez isn't giving youngsters a chance like that, that guy who was on loan for loan at Coventry it's just it's not going to help the, getting in a brawl though is it well, well no but then I mean but then I you, I'm just I don't know I maybe can understand the yeah I mean it's still not acceptable and maybe maybe the fact was that Benitez isn't playing him because he's got an attitude but I just wonder if it's the other way around who knows all I know is that it's another youngster who's not getting a chance you don't get an attitude and go let's get in a fight because I'm not playing no I agree I think but but yeah I don't know I don't know it's just talking of getting in fights uh, slow down on the list but Joey Barton apparently got in a bit of a scuffle with a teammate which isn't massive news not just for him but in football to be honest but um, he then also has been done for something like 45 bets on Scottish football since he moved to Scotland. Yeah. You, come on, they know that rule. Yeah, Barton's just... Because initially it seemed like Rangers were overreacting, but then I'm wondering if Rangers have partly done that because they, they saw the betting thing coming. He's such a prick. Like he's He seems like half an intelligent guy. Yeah, he's a prick, but he he's, does every now and then. He yeah, does. He has yeah. an interview and you're like, you know what, he's smart and he's not a bad guy. I'm going to give it a go at some point, not, maybe good, before. Yeah. It. I'm going to read the sample at least and see how I like it. But I hope it's not just headlines for headlines' sake and selling books. Mm. But I want to get see, maybe get to know him a little bit more. That sounds wrong. I don't want to, you know, not nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't touch him. I just sort of stalk him. I get excited. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, there's been other managerial changes apart from Cardiff. We've seen re- your favourite manager, Roberto Di Matteo, move on. Yeah. Who would have seen that coming? A bad manager going to a club and getting sacked. So it's, I mean, I'm just amazed it took it's that long. Champions League winner as a manager. Don't even get me started with that. That, that was Guardiola done it. He must be amazing. Uh, yeah. But I mean, the, the, the Chelsea Champions League was the most luckiest. It was. Champions it, League was it was pinging crossbars and all sorts it was absolutely ridiculous they got murdered in every game semi-final and final and quarter-final they had one good game and he wasn't great at West Brom he couldn't defend he's, he's just a bad manager he, he, these, these are the kind of managers like him and Zola and Martinez that annoy me because they just get jobs because they were good players or they're charismatic or that kind of stuff and they just block other opportunities yeah, I, I, I agree I can't stand him um, he well, you don't didn't, like him anyway do you he's, well no he's a, he's a traitor to Switzerland yeah. Um, although he's got two Italian parents, born and raised in Switzerland, Swiss through the you know the kind of club youth system there, chose to play for Italy, but pretends he's Swiss when it suits him for Swiss TV. Um, yeah, uh, so good riddance. But I feel like he was literally going through the motions, and he went there to get sacked. Yeah, get a bit, bit of a payoff. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's bad it's for your career, especially as I said at the time. 
like it's not as if he could even go on his own. He had like Clark had to be there, and like so Clark was just doing the work basically, and you know so he wasn't doing it well. And I oh, quite rate Clark, indeed. But you know, miserable sod, but rate him. Okay, I don't know who's going there next. But I've heard that Yednak's been appalling there, which is a bit of a surprise because he's a lionheart. So uh, good luck to him. I hope he turns it around. He wouldn't be. He's going to be a good manager one day. Um, Maybe but now, who knows? Too soon. He's got still got legs in him for that level. Uh, okay, so talking of league, let's talk about you know the sort of things that have gone on in the league. How how's the league table looking like in the Premier League uh, since we since we last uh, since we last looked at it? So, um, what sort of results have have stood out for you recently? Tottenham, Man City. Tottenham, Man City, certainly. Although, um, you know, I, I said at the time, we'll have to see how well City do when they actually have a bit of a challenge. And United aside, they've arguably not passed those tests. You know, it's all one and good kind of beating the nosebleeds of the league. But, you know, you've got to you've got to kind of do it against good sides to, to really be hyped. Um, an interest- and it was, I thought it was interesting Tottenham didn't start a proper centre forward. I don't, I don't make some one of them. Well, yeah, I agree, but Son, Son's on a good run, isn't it? But he's on a good run, but he's not an out-and-out out centre No, 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 but, but again, it's amazing what you can do if you give someone a chance, give him a year to set a win, and we'll see. That's yeah, it. I mean, Shame. Pock is the man to give Shame most a chance. Don't give them a chance. Um, they usually do at Tottenham. I don't know, Spurs, yeah, I mean, there's no criticism. Although he has Spurs. let a couple gone that I th- was slightly surprised about, yeah. like the guy to Norwich. Um, a few other ones, I mean, a few a few other results have been, been strange. Um... I, I don't know. Let's talk about the league table yeah. overall. That's I mean, probably I mean, Everton are one because they they've kind of sneaked up. I mean, I know they lost lost the last game and they lost to Bournemouth, but uh, they they kind no, of no, they, up. you know they played at Palace since then at home. Yeah. We drew one one, and I think that was a decent result for both sides because you're, you're a good result for both sides, and it was a fair yeah. result for both sides. Although there were a couple of decisions I that could have gone out. Arsenal Chelsea. I thought Arsenal were excellent in that game. That was they were game. Chelsea were appalling though, and yeah. I hear people making excuses for Conte. And, oh, he didn't get the defenders he wanted. He signed two big money ones who I thought were appalling signings. But even without them, a defence could be organised without even being the best manager in the world. They're not the most high-pressing forward team anyway. So that's just absolute excuses that would not be made for an English coach. No, not at all. Or even even a foreign coach with no reputation. I mean, uh, people didn't like Villas Boas, for example. We're not going to just say it's English. It's just a reputation thing. But... The thing is, I mean, you know, I, I said out of all the big managers coming in, Conte has shown he's the most adaptable and he's the one who I think can do the most well. And maybe he will over time. I'm not advocating getting sacked. It's far too early at this point for any, for any kind of hype or criticism even way. But I, I do agree. I think I think he would be under a lot of pressure if he was not a named manager and excuses wouldn't be made. And and further, furthermore, he's coming up with very bad excuses. He's saying like, oh, you know, we've got to be realistic. I took over this team when they were in tenth. Tenth was not a realistic that's, position. That's why you that's got the job that's because that's they were underperforming. Yeah. Otherwise, so, the other manager would have kept his job. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like he took over. I mean, <laughs> it's not like he took over an actual tenth place club. Let's say if he took over. Um, no, Southampton, say. Let's say he took over Southampton the Stoke and then fans are criticising because he's not top of the league. Then, then he's right to say that. But, yeah, that, that's, that's really poor. And I think, as I say, if it was someone like Rogers had said that, he'd be absolutely far, far slated for that, for being an absolute idiot. So, yeah, he's not, he's not doing well, but let's see what happens. People are just nodding and agreeing with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. it's him. Yeah. Okay, I am... Um went to see Tottenham play actually mm. against Gillingham <coughs> in the cup um, I was sitting in the Tottenham end but 
yeah, I was I was hoping Gillingham win. I've got to say, I was I was surprised about a few things. First of all, the style of football that Tottenham played was incredible. It was absolutely Barcelona esque, fantastic, high energy, high place, closing down, pressing, whatever you want to call it. All the stupid phrases they give to it for Klopp, <laughs> fitness, technique. It was absolutely ingrained throughout these youngsters in the same way it is through the first team squad um, the only thing I would say is that some of them are a bit physically you know, weak in terms of big guys um, but then we know that there's a couple of those in defence in the league and it was a, sometimes it was a bit too much passing it could have gone slightly more direct a bit Arsenal-esque yeah. I know they won't like me to hear that but talk about a manager who has ingrained a philosophy on a club yeah. that is modern and forward thinking um, and on not not without you know without doing crazy spending um, I still think that they were wrong to not get a big hitter of a centre forward to complement and supplement Kane but apart from that they really did look the real deal throughout the squad and I mean although I don't think they've got crazy depth in terms of names <laughs> Those youngsters I'm now thinking can come in and do a decent job. And I think the balance is good, yeah. although there's a lot of games. Maybe, maybe like we said before, it's a slight risk, but um, certainly the style of football is, is, is good. And something that surprised me, because an, atmos an atmosphere at any English club surprises me, particularly in the Premier League. Um, but it was a hell of a lot better than I thought, especially for a small cup game. And... Um, I can imagine that they are rough when they turn on their own players, but that was a better home atmosphere than I've seen at almost any Premier League club. Not that I go away much anymore, but I certainly would have uh, seen and heard, etc. So Tottenham, I was I was really impressive. I've got, I feel like they're going to get second or third. Cool. And the thing is, though, you know, I'll, I'll be accountable for, for for my words and what I've said. And and to be fair, in that in that vein, Waniyama seems like he started well and he seems to be playing well. So yeah, we well, always yeah. said that although he weren't his biggest fan yeah. at the price, yeah. it was a, a very good price. Yeah, yeah, well, fair enough. Um, so, but someone I'm not really going to read my words about um, is Klopp. I mean, they they they're, they're finally now. Liverpool are starting. Liverpool are starting to playing away. And bear in mind, it's only been about four or five games that Klopp's actually doing what people have said said he did a year ago. Only now is that starting to happen. So the kind of praise he's been getting for the past year now should be happening. Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, the style is brilliant, but then the style was also brilliant at times exactly. under Rodgers. He's not he's not some of those weaknesses yeah. that are still there, the defence, you know, definitely still a question mark. Yeah. The out-and-out centre-forward left on the bench. They're not being able to actually beat the smaller clubs as much, but looking fantastic, to be fair, against some of the bigger clubs. There's yeah, no and, but, but we should also put context to these things. I mean, against Arsenal, Arsenal had, had their probably what would be now their fourth and fifth-choice centre-back playing. Yeah, but hang on. I completely agree, but you know there is no taking away that at times this season Liverpool have looked different class oh, I, I, whoever the opposition I'm is I'm not suggesting otherwise but I, I want to put some context on some of these wins also a win against Chelsea in the same way that I 
think they got praised last year for a win against Chelsea, but that's not as big a deal since people seem to be beating Chelsea at the moment. Well, and they're losing to the Burnleys, which they're is part of the problem. And, and the whole one, I mean, to be fair, Hull are a small club they beat, but then Hull had 10 men most of the game. So, but don't, but, but still, the fact they've done that is still really good. But let's put a bit of context to that. And also, yeah, fair enough, they're, they're, they're doing well. So now people can start saying, with some justification, the stuff they've been saying a year ago. But it's still always early doors. Yeah. And I won't have anyone saying to me, oh, you know, that, but we always. Still not really playing yeah, youngsters. Yeah, we always said, we always said he would come good. No, you didn't. You were saying he was good. If you predicted yeah, he was yeah. come round, that's two different things. Completely. Yeah. Okay, I mean, we'll go back to Everton then because they were looking <laughs> the real deal and we've got a lot of time for Koeman yeah. and they have slowed down a little bit. I mean, they didn't deserve... Well, you know, we had a good block with Kelly, but Palace probably edged that one. Even my Everton fan friend okay. in this very establishment said that. So, see where they go now form-wise. It's starting to slow down slightly. I believe... I've heard Balassi's already getting a slightly hard time after a great really? start. Thought, yeah. One or two games. Yeah, but he might because he isn't really a name as such. Like he, he might, yeah. yeah. But still, I yeah, mean, he started. Right, he had yeah. started so well. Yeah. Um, United. Everyone got excited when United beat Leicester uh, after they'd been playing. They'd been going slow. I watched that Leicester game, and in the first period, um, absolutely <coughs> flattered them. The way things went, Leicester started really well. And then Leicester crumbled after the first goal went in. I'm still so far convinced of them. Pogba's certainly not tearing up trees. I think Ebro has got some quality, but he seems limited in, in some aspects, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm really not sure about them at all still. Yeah, but they, yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. But uh, I said to you, Mourinho seems a type two manager now. If, you know, if you're not sure what that is, link back to our previous podcast. Uh, quickly explain, just briefly. Well, basically, there seems to be a type one and a type two manager where a type one manager will be like if if as an example if results aren't going well you'll make excuses type one manager you'll say they've got injuries you'll say that Conte with the defense Conte, yeah you'll say they haven't had time to buy the players like Klopp um or you'll say it's just bad luck exactly the same thing would happen with type two managers and you'll say well they've had plenty of time that's not an excuse they can they can work with the players they have and They've brought badly, you know. It's exact when it's exactly the same thing, but you're just saying different narratives to suit whatever your agenda is. Um, with with a type one manager, if they, even if they do well, it's like oh, he's got the best players. Yeah, like Rogers with Suarez. That's a type one. That's a type two manager. Sorry, a type one manager would be oh, look at look at the development he's done from for, for Suarez. He's made him into a better player. Yeah, and well, and well explained. Yeah. So coming back to Mourinho used to be a type one manager his whole career, but it seems like he's almost getting type two. It seems like he's been probably fairly criticised, but it's the fact that he would have been immune to, that to another in, in, in the past. I mean, he's almost getting criticised more than Conte, as an example, which seems quite surprising. Well, we're going to get to that and general I'm Mourinho, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, actually, then let's do it now. Then let's let's stop at, at United. To that that links well to uh, an article that you put up today from was it Football Three Six Five? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, this goes into the Rooney debate, doesn't it? Yeah. It's about Rooney, um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a culture of the media sticking with the whole Type One, Type Two thing for so long that all of a sudden like Mourinho they were standing up for him standing up for him when he was doing bad last year and then it goes from one extreme to another a few weeks later the same people that were standing up for him making excuses are now even 
looking for everything wrong in him. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't happen overnight like that. And people are going from one extreme to another. And our culture like that is is a bit ridiculous. And that impacts the Rooney debate that we're going to talk Definitely. about later on. But that impacts what you're saying. Like, you know, the Mourinho thing, he's, we were never his biggest fans. But there are some good things about him. Mm. We never said he was terrible. We always stuck with there were, what we just said. There are some bad things about him. We're generally not fans, but there are some good things. Right? Mm. Um, and everyone was telling us that otherwise he's great. And now they're telling me, you know, they're saying picking out all the negatives, and we're we almost feel like we're defending him because we're just sticking to what we said before, which it feels like it swings from one way to the other on the pendulum too far. Yeah, I mean, people are even wonder people's mental health. Look at them. Indeed, yeah. I mean, people are even starting to do that with De Gea now. I mean, you know, he's getting a bit of criticism, and you'd think, yes, I'm happy because it's long overdue. But he's doing nothing different to what he's done for the past couple of years. Makes some great saves, overdives all the time, so silly shots go past. Doesn't command his area and saves with his legs. He's done exactly the same. There's no difference in his performance. But it's a narrative now because United aren't doing as well to kind of pick on him, and 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 rightly so. But it's about two years too late. It's just that swing. See, I mean, I, I, I think he does make those errors and it does wind me up that they're not picked out. But now they are. <laughs> now, like you say, now they're going the other way. Um, I, I still think he's a good keeper despite the errors. I'm not saying he's perfect. No, I think he's overhyped. So, yeah, and I, don't, I can't get it. It drives me mad that, that people are, are such a bandwagon people. It really, really drives me nuts. I mean, so let's talk about the Rooney thing because it's very much tied into this. Um, you sent me a link of a great article which was talking about Rooney um, oh, yeah. and there's two major points to it. The first major point proves that now the articles coming out about Rooney are very much anti-Rooney and the article is suggesting that the articles have been anti-Rooney apart from, from ex-pros and stuff. But I think that's bollocks. I think all of the media have stuck to excuses for Rooney and everyone's gone along and done the same with it. And now all of a sudden, eventually, they go from one extreme to the other. It's like complete denial that he's passed it until eventually it's really clear. And then they literally overnight they decide, yeah, it's clear. Yeah. And it goes the other way and everyone follows and plays suit. The only people that have always or continued to stand up for him are the ex-pros. And we're going to talk about how they're idiots later on when we talk about the gigs thing. Mm. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're right. Um, so it really is this ridiculous pendulum of one extreme to the other. So right now, everyone's against Rooney. Now, I I've been thinking... He's not special for a couple of years now. I've never been convinced, if I'm honest, apart from one good season where he scored a lot with his head. Um, I, think he, I think his debut season at United, particularly, I know it was only one game, but scoring a hat-trick on your debut and the quality of goals was amazing. I thought, And then he continued it for that year and then he was coached out of it. Not completely, because it wasn't that season he got those 30 goals. No, even, even when he was more just playing as a... And I'm going to be slightly harsh here, and I don't mean it this way, but he was a tapping merchant that season. I know he's yeah, a bit yeah. bored to it, but you, you take my point. He wasn't I take your point, and we do think that skill gets coached out of players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just seems that now he's getting ridiculously attacked. Now, I'm not defending him in the sense of he should play for England. Apparently, he's going to be on the bench tonight against Slovenia. Mm. I wouldn't have him in my starting yeah, 11. But my point is... is it's the same people that were defending him only a few weeks ago in the Euros that are now completely attacking him and having a go even when he does mediocre things. Now, I get that it's human nature, you know, like I will see a player like Jordan Much make a mistake and I'm more likely to have a pop at him with another similar player who I like, I'd let it slide. There's some human nature in it, but also as someone with a brain, you should try and be somewhat grounded and consistent 
and fair. And I just feel like our media and public, well, the media just swing from one to the other after everyone's been talking about it for long enough, and then everyone goes with them. Well, I'll tell you a good example of that. I mean, two very good ones is... Um when people said, oh, Paul Scholes, he's actually had to drop back a bit in his career. About two years after he actually did that. Oh, and, no. and, and Ashley Cole hasn't taken fullback. I remember saying for years, Ashley Cole does not, is not an attacking fullback. He never crosses halfway line. And about, I swear it must be about five years later, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't really get forward much, does he? Yeah, well, and Scholes and Rio were passing it around between the two of them at the back. That's how deep roots yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. I remember going, look how many completed passes he's got. And it's like, well, where Especially are they? for an attacking player. That's what, they, that's that's what, what was said. Where are yeah. they being played? Yeah, so, oh, It's crazy. But um, another selective statistic is, uh, you know, people attacking Jose. They're saying, um, oh, you know, he's three points worth off than, worse off than Van Hal last year. It's like, well, that is so selective. I, I mean, it is it's true. a fair point. It's, it's, it's a true point, but again, it's like he would have got away with that because you know, if he was in the past, it would have been, well, he's building a team and Van Hal got very lucky with those odds, which it actually was true. But now they want to use that to attack. It's being made out that he's worse than Van Hal. And Van Hal was a perfect example of how it changed overnight. It was literally a year and a, you know, he was poor in his first year, but sneak Champions League. It was only about halfway. They were like, oh, he's building a team yeah. after the Fergie era, which yeah. wasn't a grace that Moyes got. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I mean, we we found it boring from the start. Yeah, and it but and it was like it was like even I remember even early on in the, in the second season, you, your one of your mates was saying, oh, you know, United can do really well. He's a great manager, and it must have been maybe about a month later, everyone switched, and he was got under yeah. so much pressure. Fair point. Okay, I mean, can we also point out that the other part of the article that you sent me was was pretty genius. Um, let's check who it was written by, etc., so that our listeners would would have a chance. Right. Uh, if we can say that, though, he's he's also the same guy who you, I sent you that article with about the British managers, and you absolutely slated that because it was so bad. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that yeah. all his points are good. Um, Robbie Savage makes some terrible points, but he also makes some fair points. He's called John but Nicholson. John Nicholson. So it was football three six five. Yeah, boo yeah. Rooney. Boo the system. Boo injustice. It's, it's, it goes on for quite a while, but it's basically saying that everyone's feeling sorry for Wayne Rooney. First of all, he gets paid a fortune, and it's it's like well, yeah, but you can't play well every game. But he's been paid to a level as if you can be good every game. So he should expect criticism. We pay a lot of money. We're more customers than uh, (coughs) fans these days, which is more true for some clubs than others. But um, he's saying it's more that we're discontent with the way that the world works in that respect. That, you know, bankers are also paid a fortune despite failing. And it's the same thing with footballers. And this is a building tension of society rather than just the football. He debates whether that's fair on Rooney to take that out on him, but again, goes on to analyse it quite well. I mean, it's a good article, um, even though I disagreed with one or two things. Um, but it's it's a very interesting point to consider. I mean, in my opinion, Wayne Rooney's where he should be. He's a squad player for United and for England. But I've been saying that for last year, he wasn't good enough to be the main starting focal point every week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. So I don't know. But it's become a massive thing that's just been spoken about again and again. But, you know, it seems as though he was being played for marketing reasons. I know he had a few good games last year, but his hype over his FA Cup final performance was was ridiculously over the top and and, uh, shocking too. Um, It's still the pundits, though. Pundits are sticking with. The pundits are saying that 
you know, he's still got all these amazing qualities and he can even play in defensive midfield and he wonders why he's being criticised so much. They're, they're absolutely full of shit. They're mental and we'll see why. We'll see another example um, of that later on. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's Wayne Rooney. Let's go back to the Premier League performances. All right. right. So we talked about Chelsea, um, Palace. No, we haven't talked about Crystal Palace enough. I'm no, gonna... no, I was just about to say Palace, yeah. okay. by all means, talk. So you, you jumped there and I was just about to pass it on to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just felt like you were being like the Guardian and yeah, skipping over Palace. I didn't even finish my point. I was about to say, oh. Palace, over to you. A lot of people tipped us not to do great and I, don't, I can understand why based on the end of last season. But if that's the case, then surely the fact that they're sitting in eighth requires some discussion... Guardian, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. You heard me, James. You slaphead. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and Barry, he's not a slaphead, is he? No, no, but he doesn't like us. So he doesn't like us. Think, but, yeah. but you need to get an well, insult in about. All right, well, you know, four eyes. Barry, Irish. Am I allowed to say that? That's a glasses yeah. smack. Yeah. Sort of disability discrimination. <laughs> anyway, it, yeah. Crystal Palace um, are riding high in eighth. Although I feel, and I said this before, that we should finish between eighth and twelfth, despite the fact that we have. Still, alarmingly got a potentially defensive midfield or more so attacking midfield uh, slight hole. Um, but it's been going well. Um, despite the fact that it's been going well and we've had a good few wins on the trot and a good draw, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced because this is the same manager who in the last few weeks has actually got more points in, I think it was three games, or four games that he had got it was in one month for sure yeah. that he'd got in the whole rest of the season the, the whole rest of the year in league shows a big improvement doesn't well, it it shows such a terrible baseline to get uh, improvement yeah. from well indeed yeah um, and he's always smiling and he's he's, he's you know, decent value even if still not intelligent when we're winning but I'm still not convinced in some respects at Middlesbrough I did start to see confidence building mm. but I just feel like it's somewhat fragile and it's not got the strongest foundation. True, but you've got better players now. You've got it. I mean, you've got to. You've got players to. We've got. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. Like you did poorly last year, particularly well, well, towards the end, maybe on average less so. But you've essentially got a better goalkeeper and a better striker. Those two things alone will make a huge difference. We've got a good centre back as well, yeah, and yeah, we've got a good winger. Yeah, I know so we so lost so one. There we go. So in, you're going to do better in, in theory. Yeah, we should. Yeah. We certainly should. Um, but one thing that. Um, does make me happy is a player who I absolutely slate despite being pro-youth is Wilfred Sahar but he's growing up I think Middlesbrough he was exceptional since then he hasn't he hasn't hit those heights but you're seeing signs of someone who who is just passing no, 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 he's no, just no. not trying to beat people and dive the whole time but you're not allowed you've, you've got to stick to your opinion he's rubbish isn't that how it works because you've, well, got, no. to, you've got to ignore the evidence that doesn't support your view yeah, well, that's yeah. what people do. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I never want a Palace player to be yeah. rubbish. Yeah. So long may it continue. And it's only a few glimmers. It's only a few games. But if he continues on the trajectory, then we'll actually have a good player on our hands. Yeah. But if it was just a flash in the plan for you games, it's not enough in a in a period. And I want to talk about him. Uh, well, let's talk about him this second and then go back to the rest. Um, he was basically slated by Shearer because Slate Shearer said... He's had a good game or two, but he hasn't done that enough. He hasn't He's been consistent. Paddis, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, but he hasn't been consistent. Still quite late on match today. Well. His record over the last few years is is not good enough in terms of goals and assists. I think that is spot on. I, I think it's a fair point. Mm. 
But then Steve Parrish, the chairman, came back with another fair point, which is, uh, well, he actually brought up Alan Shearer's record in his first years up to the same age that Wilfred Sahar is now or very similar. And it was also very much lacking. So I think the point Parrish was making was that, you know, when you are young, then you do need development time. All right, he's played for England, etc. But that's not really his fault that... Mm. The, the depth you get there so quick if there's a bit of hype because of the depth of English players so I think they both make fair points but I do agree with um, Shearer I mean he hasn't been yeah, doing exactly. it yet but it's if he kicks on from now then it will be said that those were just development years and he showed promise but if he doesn't it will be you know kind of um, Vassell up front type showed early promise but never really got better Here's a question, slightly aside. Like now you've mentioned Shearer's, Shearer's record, would you, would Alan Shearer today have made it based due, due to how things are now, based on the fact his record wasn't brilliant for many years? Not based on the style and stuff like that. Yeah, but I just think he wouldn't have got a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's a fair point. Although he did go to Southampton fairly young, and that is still one club that gives chances. Yeah, true, true. But generally speaking, no people don't have that same patience that they had with him. I know he scored at some clubs early on, but his overall record wasn't as amazing early on, according to Parrish. I remember seeing it a few weeks ago at the time, and it was backed up. It was fair. Until Euro 96 is what kicked him off. Yeah, and I remember some people talking recently about how there was a lot of faith in his quality, so that England stuck with him even through... Some bad spells, which... He hadn't scored for two years before you were 96. I can understand why that would have been frustrated. And if I was a bit older at the time, I would have been annoyed. Had, was he really that proven quality that we should have had that much faith in him? You know, even I say, when I've got faith in a player, that maybe they should be on the bench. And even if, you know, that's kind of my compromise. Yeah, I think I think I think it's difficult um, because then then you fall into the trap of I've seen something in this player, so no matter what, I'm going to stick with it, no matter how bad they've been. I mean, we see that with like you know a Torres, for example. So it's when does it become blind faith? When does it become justified? I'm not sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, the thing that I think's made a huge difference at Palace is I mean we've been crying out for a centre forward for for years. And one that fits our style. And our style is generally, you know, is one up front, like many teams. It's a little bit still raw and ragged. Although I think we should finish between 8th and 12th, I still don't think we're a team that can play pure football um, all the time. So we've needed someone who's kind of a big, strong man, but isn't slow and, and someone who's going to be able to turn and score, like I said, a Benteke or a Bonnie. Um And we got that Benteke. And... He's actually been fantastic. Um, he's made a huge difference. And the main reason being is that Wilfred Sahar is not the best crosser in the world and he suddenly hasn't become it. But you don't even need to. Uh, Joel Ward's cross against Everton was nothing special. You Literally all you need to do is hurriedly and untidily boot the ball anywhere near the box, anywhere near him. And he's such a beast in the air. And everyone knows he's a beast in the air, but... His goal record over such a long period suggests that despite knowing you can't stop it, or it's hard to stop it, yeah. and he's just absolutely, you know, dominating defence people in the air. He hangs in the air for so long, he gets up earlier than them. And against Everton, I thought he must have pushed up off the player and fouled him to stay in the air that long. And then you watch the replay and he didn't. I called foul, actually, when it actually <laughs> first happened. Um, it's incredible. It may not be pretty, yeah. but it's... Very effective. Um, in terms of prettiness, I don't think he's been very good on the deck, despite what some people think. Um, 
but that just ability to be able to just boot it in the box and you know him score very good goal record so far but also I hate the whole making space for people because I feel it was used for Heskey to make excuses but it actually does seem at the moment uh, to be doing that and his goal record is, is at least one in two for us and it was just under one in two for Aston Villa and it minutes per game rather than games it was uh, not that much off at Liverpool despite the criticism um, so long mate continuing unless they're lying about his age he's still got years uh, of development scored a hat-trick including like a six-second goal yeah. against the mighty Gibraltar last night as well yeah, that 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 goal. Though. I mean, it's just it was like it was like they just let him pass. It was but so amateur. That, I, I, if you watch, and I have watched a compilation of all of his goals at Aston yeah, Villa. Really when we signed him, I was a bit like, um, well, that's just a lot of bad defending, or they're a bit scrappy, or he didn't really hit the ball with power. It's it's like his goals don't normally have great class. Some of them do. That's unfair. There's a few, but generally speaking, they don't. So, you know, I'm so happy with him. I'm not criticising him. As I've always said, strikers don't need to do that. They just have to have an ability or a special talent. And he does that. He's one of the best at what he does. Doesn't have to be the prettiest footballer. He just is what he is. Equal amount of headed goals in the Premier League with Giroud, which might surprise you because Arsenal don't put it in the air that much uh, over the last few years as well. There you go. So, let's keep that boy fit. That's been a bit of a problem in his past. We're not really worried about the fact that Remy's not around. Uh, either at the moment with his injuries so uh, there we go alright long please can Paddy's continue to win we're playing West Ham at home on the weekend I'll be there they're in a bad place uh, run we've not been great at home over the last couple of years so yeah we tend to let clubs get back on form against us but hopefully things are changing you've got to enjoy and milk the good runs when you, you've got uh, Pardew as a manager because you know we're capable of going on a 20 winning losing streak uh, you'd hope we'd have that little bit more quality to get the odd winner there to improve uh, morale if we went on such a run this time though uh, okay I want to go to a quick um, break, to be honest, right now, um, so that we can we can see you guys in a second. You can pop to the loo and pop to the toilet. So, see you guys in just a few seconds. And we're back. Yeah, didn't play it for too long. Didn't want you to go away. Said we'd be back at home. All right, so there's only a few more things we're going to talk to you guys about. So we hope that you've uh, had a nice little break and you're ready. And I want to kick it off with Ryan Giggs. Well, can I um, do a pre-kick-off and talk just a few more about the teams in the Premiership? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we forgot um, a few, didn't we? Yeah, we don't want to be like the Guardian. Yeah. So I, I want to really discuss um, Stoke because I think, you know... Well, let's not miss... Let's go through the top ones. Oh, for, we can do it in so that we can just be brief. I mean, yeah, West yeah. Brom depressing yeah. the fans, but then they've picked out a but few... They have. I mean, they've scored some goals recently, though. They've they picked out some yeah. random performances. Hard to see <laughs> where, that, where that one will go. Uh, you know, Pulis isn't going to suddenly and, and change South, that. South, yeah, and Southampton have really picked have up. because they were one of my tips I didn't think would do well, but so far so good. Yeah, yeah, I feel like with a foreign manager like that, if they've got ability, it is important to get a, a little run early on. Otherwise, things can very much go the other way. But mm. at the moment, he's got that. He's suddenly bought um, 
what's his name up front? Austin into Austin, the fold, yeah, which yeah. we felt like they needed a focal point, even though we weren't sure if he was it. But it shows what a balanced team can do, although I think they started winning before that. Um, so, you know, absolutely fair play to them. Playing good stuff, playing, winning in Europe. Um, Watford. Uh, Watford are going to be the team in focus, so we'll come to them later on. Mm. Leicester, they've they've really struggled in the league, but in the Europe they're doing fantastic. How do you explain yeah. that? Well, there's two things to that. Firstly, a lot of Europe teams aren't very good, so like that standard of the age would probably be would probably struggle in the Premier League. So, so it's of kind of they would, but yeah. they beat Porto as well. Yeah, but even even Porto probably aren't maybe mid table if that in the Premier League. No, so they would be. Yeah, I think they'd yeah. be around the kind of tenth. Yeah. So it shouldn't be much of a swipe. But the second thing, which is probably more pertinent, is that Leicester aren't getting... Maybe Leicester aren't getting enough respect. Like, the teams are playing into Leicester's hands a bit in the same way they did last year. Well, this year, teams are like, OK, we're playing Leicester, we're not going to go at them and they're going to have to break us down. So maybe so that's... Mean they are, they're getting too much respect and then they've got to play a different style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and although they brought in some players to do so, um, it's difficult to change. Maybe it's a motivation thing after doing it no, once. No, I, I don't think so. I think I think fundamentally they aren't aren't a, they aren't a brilliant team, but they had a lot of factors. And this can sound like I'm dismissing. Always knew they weren't a brilliant yeah, team. Yeah, so mean, they, they deserved they, to. They, to they, they, they did, but they had a perfect storm of lack of injuries, players in the right position, everyone on form, teams playing with them, etc. They had that perfect storm. This year, it's not been the case, so they're always going to struggle a bit more. So I, I don't view it as any anything bad. I view it as more regression to the norm. Okay. Um, Slimani's scoring goals as well. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. feel like we're not spending too long on a team, don't worry. Remember, we're going to have a team focus every week. Yeah. Guardian, yeah. take note. Watch the Guardian steal this in a week or two. Yeah, probably. No, seriously. Yeah, from Barry. Barry, Barry would have been listening to us. Yeah, yeah. You know Baza. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so Bournemouth, they had a little run of, of bad results, but then they seemed to pick up recently. And how never seemed to panic, which is, I think, a good sign. <coughs> Tell you what, as well. Um, this this shows I did do a bit of research on Bournemouth. Arthur Borak has won their um, player of the week the last couple of um, last couple of um, weeks. Well, does that suggest that then that their good form turn is relying on a bit of luck from the keeper playing well? Yeah, it's a strange one though because he was Might probably turn yeah, but he was probably one of the poorest goalkeepers in the league last year. Um, so I think he cost them a lot of goals and games. Now it's kind of the opposite, which is interesting. But they're probably not scoring as much as they would normally have done the interest. No, Wilson's come back and looked bright but not really in the goals. Yeah, I but I think I think Josh King's the same. I watch him play and I think he's a good player here. I don't see what's wrong with him, but he doesn't seem to score. Can I point out though, but I like him, um and you're right, but again, kudos to Howe for playing him when he signed bigger names, although you might say that's wasteful for yeah, signing yeah, them. Right, yeah. But then sticking with King last year a lot. Ultimately, it comes down to merit. If you've if you've signed a guy, you don't keep. But it doesn't playing. usually. No, no, no. But I'm saying I'm saying like that decision. You don't. If you sign someone, you don't say, "Oh, I've paid money for them. I'm going to keep playing them for years, no matter what." Just you know, it takes it takes good management to say, "I've signed this guy," but he actually now I've seen him he isn't any better than the other guys I've got. Um, and I, but basically, if you, if you sign a guy, you make it fair. And whoever plays better gets in the team. It's that simple. Fair enough. Okay, Burnley, when I watch them, and I'm a massive, massive fan of the manager, I do see championship-style play in terms of tactics and, and, and the way they win. Uh, they don't get the ball as much as you'd think. It's it's not convincing me, but they are picking up some points. They are focusing on home games. Yeah. Um, you know, so... It's going to be. It's, it's clearly they're not going to finish comfortably. I'd imagine mid table at the moment. Um, but yeah, anything to add about Burnley? Can I, can I talk about Gray? Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Gray's all right. 
So, there seems to be this whole moral superiority about what he's done. Everyone seems to be saying it's absolutely fine that he's been banned. And, yeah, there is an argument for it, because regardless whether it's four years ago he's done it and he wasn't even punished, but where do we draw the line? Do we go through every single person and player's accounts, Twitter or otherwise, and say, oh, you did something ten years ago, you're going to be retrospectively punished? Or if you are going to do that, are we going to be consistent about it? Fair point. Um... I don't know the answer. To, I mean, I do know the answer to it. Yeah, you got to be consistent. Um, but I'm not sure how comfortable I am with uh, the. Uh, I think I'm so not homophobic, but I respect anyone's right to free speech yeah, and to their own views. But not if they go to the extent where you're almost suggesting something like violence towards that group. Oh, I agree. But he did suggest that. Um, something like that I think he said something like gay people should die or something. but then that was four that's years ago and clearly he didn't kill anyone so he's you know like no, but I think the, the last bit if he just said I'm homophobic yeah. then whilst I think he's an idiot I respect people's rights to have their opinions and express them yeah. as long as it's not done in an aggressive or insightful manner I suppose what I'm saying if he does it now or even recently then yeah absolutely but and 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 you know maybe the fact that he did it ages ago means that you know it doesn't mean that it's right but I just think it's dangerous I think I think it's very dangerous to be kind of going through what people have done in the past and doing it now or and if you are going to do that at least be consistent with it but I, I don't know I mean it seems a bit I, do you know what I mean? It seems. Yeah, no, it seems I know what not, you mean. It seems not right. I, it seems, it seems I'm a surprised. very dangerous, dangerous president to set. I think. Well, it, it's only a precedent for the smaller teams, yeah. um, which is our point. Um, I don't think they've moaned about it as much, or maybe I'm it's just because you don't get that. press coverage. I'm surprised at that. Because it's huge for them, and and they're gonna. Maybe my fact of saying that they're they're limited is because I've watched them recently when they've not had him, whereas with him maybe they're a different team. Even oh, though we know he wasn't scoring yet, but they're gonna they're gonna need him to make the difference of of previous campaigns exactly. in this. But, one. but then that's that's the thing. It just strikes me as like um we want to be um. We want to prove that we don't like homophobia. Oh yeah, look at this kind of lower league player. I oh, know he's not lower league player. This kind of guy. He was not long ago. Well, actually, he was back then. We'll, we'll pick on him, but he's just high profile enough that we can make a point. Because if he was still playing for lower league, no one would really care because he's a lower league player. But he's just high profile enough. But then if you want to do that, then let's go back and um, let's go back and say, oh, there, do you remember Shearer kicked Lennon in the face? Well, you know, he didn't really get punished for that. That's, but now that would be punishable. Let's let's do it then. You know, seriously, it's. It's a tricky one. Or, yeah, Luis Suarez, when he's bitten people a hundred times, you know, like, um, we've realised that's really bad. Let's punish him more. Fair enough. Talking of lower league teams, I went to see Bromley play the other week. Again, it's Woking. uh, Yeah, turned up a bit late, missed the Woking's goal. And, yeah, it was a dramatic win. In the last minute, they got the the winner. And I always enjoy a day out at Hayes Lane, got to say. So, yeah, fantastic. Enjoyed. Good company. Um, good match, and I will hope to be back at some point soon. Go on, the Lily Whites. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to Hull. Hull started so fast, and now they've completely hit a wall and slowed down. Not by massive margins. Though. What's interesting is when when they didn't sign any players, they were doing really well because they had that togetherness. And I wonder if that disrupted them a little bit. They didn't sign many though. Yeah, but it was still enough. I mean, did and and also the one I was surprised at is that I'm actually quite a Marshall fan. I think. The kind of thing we praise De Gea for, he does exactly the same thing, excellent shot stopper. But because he's not a big name, he doesn't get praise for it. But I thought their goalkeeper, um, the the 
I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. I thought he was actually... Swiss dude. Yeah, I thought he was actually quite good. And even if he could be improved... He upon, wasn't their number one. Yeah, I know he wasn't, but I thought he was He was quite good. But he, but even if he could be approved upon, given the fact that even with new money, he didn't have that much, was that really a priority? When they no, but I literally think that they were desperate to get some bodies on board. I think they went for a list of, you know, half-decent players... And a lot of them wouldn't join. So they'd be like, we'll get to a list. That's not really a priority position, but he will join us. And we better sign some, otherwise we'll end up with none. And on deadline day, they'll go elsewhere. No, fair enough. Because they've also it's not got... Fair enough. It's no, not a good tactic, no, no, but no, I think no, that's no, how it went. Because they've also got McGregor, who, I, who I'm not... I don't know how long he's injured for. No, fine. But they've still got three, what you would call, lower, lower... Yeah, three, don't need three that. half-decent goalkeepers on, on their books. And they don't need that. Yeah. They don't need that. But I think they've only got two strikers in Hernandez and McCartney. Well, talking of third-choice keepers, McCarthy got in the England squad not long ago. Ex-Palace, now Southampton. Anyway, another issue. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows uh, our lack of. Anything else about Hull? No, I just thought it was interesting. I just want. I just wonder if maybe that disrupted a little bit. That that's all. Yeah. Fair and enough. But, uh, but Feeling still hasn't got the job, has he? No, they're messing around with the contract or something. I think it's going to be done. They keep on saying that over this okay. break, but it's almost over. Let me let me ask you this: If Benitez had done what Feeling had done, what kind of praise would he get? Yeah, they'd make excuses for the now dip. Yeah. He's a, he's a good coach yeah. there's no doubt but, but considering basically feeling, coach, yeah, considering feeling's basically done the same in terms of the amount of games but with a weaker squad done exactly the same as what Benitez did at Newcastle <laughs> yeah, or if just the feeling came in ignoring previous records and did the job at Newcastle yeah, that, Newcastle, yeah, yeah, that Benitez yeah. did yeah. Uh, he'd be never given a job again uh, okay so Middlesbrough have had some good results they've looked good I've watched I watched them I watched the whole second half of um West Ham Middlesbrough on my extremely using my extremely legal methods of course yep and um, don't know what to make of them really to be honest uh, I think they've been they've only lost by tight margins I think the general consensus is uh, that they'll be okay they've got a good young centre back and so on yeah I think when I saw those at Everton and I wonder if they always play it seems to be really really solid Hit it in the rough direction of Negredo and hope it, hope he, hope he holds up the ball. That's a bit harsh. I think I there's some build-up play. I'm only, I'm only basing yeah. it on that game. To be Stuani's been good. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair enough. I was just saying based on that game. That's but they were playing a good side. Maybe we need to watch them a bit more to yeah, form more opinion. Swansea, um, they're sitting in 17th, but they had very spirited performances against some big clubs, and they were playing not like a team that have lost faith in the manager now sometimes players do up their game for the bigger games but I felt like he deserved a few fixtures against the more winnable games considering they've not invested they crazy wanted, amounts they just wanted to sack him they, 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 even if they won both games they would have sacked him yeah, it's crazy um, and, and well uh, we'll get on to the manager thing not, yeah. not now we'll get on to it afterwards but yeah I mean it's a strange one I mean what do they really expect I'm not saying they've got no good players but Everyone's got some good players. I don't think they can actually really expect above fourteenth, fifteenth, and it's not like they're mile, you know, it's not like that's miles off. And I don't know if there was any real discontent. I don't no, know. I, I think for some reason they just wanted to get rid of him. Mm. I don't know Maybe because he's old. Oh, apparently it's because he he likes. I think it's cycling or something so much that he missed loads of pre-season. He was just watching it on TV or something. I don't know. Yeah, wonder again. I wonder if it's one of those things he did it once, but they were looking for it. So yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, so West Ham in the bottom three, the flavour of the month. What an amazing pundit we were saying. I wasn't in the Euros, and uh, now West Ham are struggling. And 
despite the money that they spent and the fact that they had very little to do anyway in the summer with their team, I look at their team and not a lot of it scares me. Uh, I feel like they really needed a big hit of centre-forward and they had the money because the ground was cheap and he went and spent it on a forward rather than a centre-forward, as in like Ahu's now injured. Can I, can I ask, you, ask you something that? Because it seems interesting. You? you keep asking, can you? Just do it. We're on a pod. It seems interesting that both West Ham and Stoke, they've kind of got their brute, the way they defend is quite brute force, you know, with, with Collins, Shawcross, uh, Reed, etc. Stoke, apparently not. Yeah, no, I mean, but, but in, terms, terms of, in terms of like the personnel, yes, okay. they do. But I'm wondering if they've, they've kind of both, particularly Stoke, have been penalised quite a lot, more so than the other team with that role. I wonder if they're actually really struggling. It's not an excuse because it's a poor excuse, but I just want that seems a bit of a, I don't know, it seems a bit of a coincidence that both those kind of two teams, those kind of two I don't think I don't think that's it. I don't remember West Ham having many penalties against them or no, no, otherwise. If it's played in, I'm wondering if it's because they've had to adapt their game. This is, this is I don't happened. think it's enough of an excuse for each. No, it's, it's and I think it's, I'm just I think wondering it's more of an excuse for Stoke, but I don't think it's a trend. I don't think there's a correlation. Yeah, no, fair enough. I just... Posing the question, yeah. So, is he suddenly a bad manager? Because everyone said he was amazing. I, I was dubious at the appointment based on his track record. Mm. I was impressed last year, I'm not going to lie. Mm. They spent money and they got knocked out of the Europa, but they did. They had a good season for sure. Um, but this year, there's something going wrong and it's can't blame it all on the new stadium. The stadium thing's not great. The fans are horrible. Sorry, nasty, nasty club. But, I just want to focus on the team. What's going on? Well, the best managers are adaptable. Maybe he's all smiles when things are going well. Maybe you can't turn around the slump. We don't know. This this will be the test. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll have to re-look at that in a few weeks. Stoke. Stoke Palace. We, we I mean, we were a bit lucky. It flattered us, to be honest, that game. <laughs> but there's certainly something wrong at Stoke. There's been suggestions that he doesn't coach the defence. Um I hadn't found that to be a problem at his previous clubs. I thought no, Blackburn and Wales are pretty solid. But there is certainly defence is, is, is not good there. He was playing given ahead of others, which seemed madness because the others have come in now and done well. Grant, I think. There's something wrong. And I'm a big fan of Hughes, but I was concerned at the way they ended last season. I remember, you know, I said they were on the beach and you said, oh, don't worry, they'll be all right. And I said, you can't just click your fingers and turn that around. And that shows a lack of respect for the manager. So I do think that, although I'm not, I don't believe in short term and I do believe we're sticking with a the manager, they've got to do something quick. Bonnie looks awful too. No, see, I think he's doing a great job. I think if they've, they've had injuries, I think that um, the new rules has affected them. You're turning and him into a tight one because you're yeah, saying that yeah. we are defending him because we usually like yeah, him. Exactly. But we're being fair. Look how yeah, fair yeah. we're being. Yeah. It's called critical that's thinking. Say, that's objectivity. Like, that sounds ridiculous when I say that, but we kind. Of, but then anyone listening, it's, you know, that kind of stuff happens all the time. Regardless, literally, of yeah, it does. The fact is, they're doing poorly. They've been doing poorly for a while. And I'd he, stick with, he, yeah, but stick I with, see but why he's under serious he pressure. He should absolutely be under pressure. There's no doubt about it. And it's not as if he hasn't had money to spend. They brought in Allen. Borny on paper is a good signing. Twenty million for that Porto guy that they signed. They, in in Jan, yeah. Yeah, no, they've 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 got they've got Bojan. Yeah, they should be doing better. That's yeah. it. No, it's a it's a very fair point. We said that they were centre forward away from being, yeah. you know, a, a, a complete pushing sixth seventh team, and they're sitting in nineteenth. That, that, yeah, it's seven games in, but. It's it's still relevant. They ended last season well. There was definitely problems there. Okay, Sunderland. Uh, we beat them with a real comeback. Um, that must have really hurt them. Are they as bad as as people think? I think they are. I think when like their best defender has gone to play for Watford, if they're losing players to Watford, 
and personal reasons. Well, but nevertheless, still though, you know, still strengthening the white rival. They they didn't really. They've got they've got barely. I mean, Defoe and Barini are the only strikers they've had to sign Anachibi on a free. They need to be well. Regardless, I I just genuinely don't think they're very good, and I. I'm, I would probably absorb Moyes of blame if they went down to a point. I mean, not not. I mean, obviously he, you know, a good manager keeps them up fine, but I don't think it's significantly bad if he goes down. I just don't think they're very good. Um, I respect some of the honesty he's come out with, but on the other hand, I'm not sure about the impact on the morale because when Palace, uh, when we beat them three two, I mean, it was the most ridiculous defending I've seen for that final goal. It was shocking. Um, and he basically said that, which is kind of admirable than the crap they come out with. But on the other hand, I did think that's not good for morale and he might, they must have been set up to zonal marks so he had to take some blame. Yeah. So I wonder if the players will stick with him because he's being a miserable sod. I feel like he's lost confidence in himself somewhat. Maybe, maybe. but you know, along those of Sunderland, I will, again, be accountable for my words. I got quite annoyed that they signed that that. Portuguese keeper and thought they'd play him instead of Pickford because that's what normally happens. It hasn't happened. Pickford, been, Pickford has been playing and he's been playing well. So again, uh, I, I, will, I will eat my words with that. Eat away. Eat away. Better than the chicken nuggets. Nah. Hey, they were nice. <laughs> Alright, so there's a football cl- a team in focus and a few other little bits and uh, let's before that talk about Ryan Giggs. The Giggs debacle. Uh, I'm going to just go off on a rant. Um, basically, People like Robbie Savage and others and other articles have come out and said it's madness that Ryan Giggs didn't get the Swansea job because he's Welsh, even though he's pulled out of loads of Welsh squads, um, lived in Manchester a crazy amount of time. And therefore, by being Welsh and being a player in the Premier League and part of failure coaching teams in, in the Premier League, that qualifies you to be a, a manager in the Premier League. That's ridiculous. Whenever I've seen him, by the way, in these Salford programmes or otherwise, he seems thick as shit. Yeah, seriously. He just seems uninterested. Bored. That's the worst Boring. Thing, so I'm not surprised he didn't do well in an, in an interview. So even ignoring all that, how many times have we seen that being a good player in the Premier League does not qualify you to be a good manager? Some do, some don't. He's got to go and earn his stripes at least one league below, but I think it should be more. Um, it's ridiculous. Sure, coaching experience is something, but it's not enough by itself, nor is your name as a player. It's madness. And then, apparently, he had a pretty uninspiring interview. And people are saying, yeah, but it's just an interview. Of course, we know that interviews aren't a true sign of someone being good or not, but they are a factor. If if I was interviewing someone, of course, wouldn't bother doing the interview if it wasn't a factor yeah. of that's going to make the decision. Bob Bradley, he's got a lot of experience. Is it Bob Bradley? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I would have picked him based on his record. Don't know how good the interview was. But I certainly wouldn't have picked Ryan Giggs. That's for sure. Why aren't people like Gary Rowett getting this job? It's absolute yeah, madness. That, that, that's the bigger issue for me. I mean, Giggs, we know. I mean, he shouldn't get the job based on the fact he's next player. He's probably lucky he's getting an interview, to be quite honest. Um, but, again, it's another kind of type of... Not even an outstanding kind of manager from abroad coming in, and you say, "Fair enough, this guy's really, really good." It's a person with a mixed record, no more mixed than a lot of a lot of managers in Championship and lower leagues who just do not get that progression. I I, I saw this thing saying that you you sort of Klopp, Benitez, um, Mourinho, basically all the kind of foreign managers 
earn their stripes a bit more where our guys get fast track like your Moyes like your Rogers and so on and I agree with the fast tracking, tracking thing but the reason why your Klops and so on um, and Benitez um, Lowe's etc earn and earn their stripes and, and Conte is a very good one which we've discussed is because they get that opportunity for pro progression and they're allowed to make mistakes they don't just disappear into obscurity if they have one bad job they they get another opportunity they may well do a good job and then if they do well at championship level they, they go back up and get a really good job it doesn't work that way here apart from the odd fast tracking which is almost just like eh, we kind of should and then do it that way and even with the fast tracking as we've discussed with Rogers and Moyes they don't get the same or they don't get the same time as their counterparts. Fair point. And my example is Gary Rowett. I mean, it's absolute madness that guy is not in the Premier League now. Now, I, originally when he went to Birmingham, I thought, look, Burton do well under a lot of managers because they're a well-run club. Yeah. Let's see how well he does. Yeah, yeah, but we're seeing with Birmingham, who are not a well-run club, that he's fantastic. He hasn't quite taken them to the heights, but... He hasn't got a right to, quite frankly, with their, what their expectations should be. Um, so, I mean, I think I'll just cry if Gary Rowett's not in the Premier League by this time next year. The, the problem is, is that eventually it'll catch up with him because Birmingham are badly run club. He can't keep doing well. And the moment he does badly, he'll end up maybe getting sacked to maybe a League One club. And that's it. You know, this is the problem. It, it's that he needs, to, you know, you need that opportunity when the iron is hot. Yeah. And uh, we don't know if he'll get it. Um, good article on the uh, gigs debate where Savage and others have been complete pricks. Yeah. Is um, let me just say it's the Football Three Six Five Media Watch Justice for Poor Ryan Giggs on the fourth of October, twenty sixteen. You've got that article up though, but they also they also make a point. They also selectively ignore evidence because they say is Bob Bradley better qualified than Steve Bruce or Ryan Giggs? They ignore the Steve Bruce part because it doesn't suit their point of view. They 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 slate they go on to slate the pundits opinion on gigs and rightly so for the most part but they ignore the Bruce thing because Bruce is actually a fair point which wouldn't support their argument ah, so that's the quote that they're uh, starting the article with mm. that was on Monday night mm. uh, TV of some sort yeah. uh, very good point selective but still a good article nonetheless, yeah, nonetheless yeah. Uh, okay um, I think that article says says a lot of it to be honest <coughs> um, so I want us to move on to a few little bits and then finish on the club in focus. That sound good to you? Uh, yeah. Um, Celtic playing, I think a 12 or 13 year old in... I thought it was 14. He's a, either way, really yeah. young. He was a midget now being linked with big clubs. There's been articles saying that football clubs are almost doing some form of modern day slavery or taking advantage of youngsters Um what do you make of this whole youth thing? Is it is it a big thing? Is it not a big thing? It's just hyped by the media. It didn't occur to me for it to be a big thing to the point I didn't even consider discussing it on this podcast until you've raised it now. That's not to say it is or isn't. It just didn't, for whatever reason, register with me. Okay. So you don't think it's a big deal? I, I don't know. I, I honestly didn't even think about it, which is probably saying I don't think it's a big deal, but I, but I don't really know why. I think um, we need to look into the the debate that's going on around that a little bit more and come back to that for the next pod but um, it does seem as though hype builds quickly with players and it's oh, very few of them end up fulfilling it um, yeah. John Bostock just as example yeah, don't know yeah. Yeah. Um, okay uh, as before we do the final thing um, one of our listeners yeah one of, one of others yes, yes, yes yeah. indeed 
lovely bloke, has uh, suggested that we at some point go live effectively, audio at least, mm. um, on a football match and commentate, co-commentate with each other and see if we our skills are adaptable to that. I, why not? Give that a try. Maybe we can, we can give that a try. We'll, we'll find the time. I can right. swear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably won't be for a while, logistically. Yeah, I like the idea of that. I think that'd be really good. Yeah, yeah nice one, listener. Yeah. You know who you are, Danny. Uh, <laughs> wow, you got mentioned fame. Okay, right. Club in focus. Let's finish on Watford. Don't turn off listeners. If you are, you might as well. But you like the rest of them. Uh-huh, okay. Nice. All right. That's what that's what people want. That's what people want from uh, from their um, podcast. Okay, so I was going to look at a few different areas for club in focus, um, where they are in the league, how some results have gone, uh, where their strengths and weaknesses might lie based on their record, the manager, signings, uh, expectations from an internal and external point of view, I thought it would be interesting to look at as well, um, and formations and maybe some of their stars and fans and so on. So... Um, Okay, so at the moment they're sitting 11th next to Southampton and Leicester. Their recent form is loss, win-win, loss, draw. Within that, they got 12 goals for, which is good in seven games, and um, 13 against, so quite a lot of goals conceded considering they've got an Italian boss, you might think, um, that that, that that's slightly strange. Uh, But then they've had some tough teams that have played against. They've actually played well against the bigger teams but not necessarily always got what they deserved like the Man United that was a good game though um, so uh, that's something that's been going on I was surprised that they've got 12 in 7 to be honest because Deeney doesn't score a lot they put 4 past West Ham 3 past United well, that counts the nature of a couple of those wins mm. either did turn things around after a slightly slow start or got the momentum really going after a yeah, yeah, yeah. building start um, and it shows something about the spirit in the squad, maybe in the manager. There's, uh, pe- I mean, I know Barami's a massive fan of him because he's worked before with oh, Matsari, yeah. and he was he didn't like the last boss at all, oh. which is interesting because we thought the last boss was slightly harshly treated. Yeah, I mean, and but Kapuri himself said he's got more license to go forward, and that's why he's getting goals. I think he was playing well last year, though. He's playing well, but maybe not scoring the goals. Maybe, yeah. Um, so. I mean, Icarlo's dried up, to be honest. Um, and then Dini's not really scoring a million goals. Dini's um, goal against West Ham was really good, that chip. I think that, that deserved more praise, if anything. That was well, really I'm going to get on to him a little bit later on, because some things might surprise you. Um, well, on the manager then, um, and the, the summer transfers, I mean, what they did over the summer, by most people, not me, because I listened back to the pod before uh, yesterday, to see what I said Watford would do and I said that they'd finish about 14th, 15th but then again I said that about most teams Um, but the general expectation externally was that everyone thought they'd really struggle and and literally struggle as in might go down the only reason I thought that might happen was purely because their form was quite bad and they were taking uh, in the end of last year and they were taking a risk uh, with the appointment you know from coming from abroad uh, etc but internally most people thought they'd be all right. Most people thought they'd be either 14th, 15th or slightly higher because of maybe the same, well, watching the team, but also maybe what I said about how actually, despite the names being maybe exotic, they're actually very good quality players with some real uh, pedigree in there, um, even if they haven't had the Isaac success that some would have hoped. Um, 
So I thought, you know, fans often are optimistic, but fans thought that they'd do a little bit better. And, well, they're slightly above that expectation right now. Fans also, by the way, hated Rodgers. Was he, did he fail there or was it that he left there? Yeah, I think he did do poorly there. It was the one he failed at. Cause I know he failed somewhere and somewhere it might have been because he left. Um, so uh, there we go. Um, fans. Fans think that Deeney doesn't score enough against big clubs apart from penalties and generally doesn't score enough. They take the mick out of how fat he is, yeah. uh, even though he's been there years. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. Some fans say that he starts the year that way and then he tones it out. But but Dean, but I mean that's almost too simplistic because Dini Dini seems to do a lot of the donkey work for Egalo. It's it's not really you, you know they they, t- they they don't really play too up front. Dini tends to play behind him at least last year anyway. Maybe this year is a bit different, but last year was. Uh, that's, that's a fair point. I was surprised to see fans quite a bit anti Dini considering he's been there a long time. He has turned down opportunities to to make moves. Um, and he's been loyal to them, but actually the fans didn't seem to appreciate him as much yeah, as I thought. Didn't think he was worth the hundred grand or close a week. Didn't think that thought they should have taken the money for him when he was linked with huge money um, in the summer. Um, I thought they would have been right on his back. I mean, yeah, I, I, that surprised me somewhat. It doesn't me. I mean, he's well, fans like exotic names, you know. They they and he's not one of them. He's just Troy Deeney from the Championship. It doesn't surprise me at all. From the block, as in prison yeah. block. Well, yes, yeah, that as well. <laughs> okay, um, formation-wise, is it three-five-two or three-four-three? Because he used to play three-four-three. It turns out at, at previous clubs. Well, it's really, I think it's, it's definitely three at the back. I think it's three-five-two to a point, but certainly against United, a guy that would often drift off to the left wing, um, and then that does make it a three-four-three. So I think it's quite adaptable and flexible. Okay. Um, it's not what you'd necessarily associate with a lot of Italian managers. Um, they're usually they're often four five one. Uh, I know Conte can be a little yeah, bit different. Like Conte is three five two, isn't he? Yeah, he's not the only Italian manager. Well, I mean, in our league, uh, I mean, there are any more now. Yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about years. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's why they're conceding, though. If they are playing, I mean, three centre backs is good, but if your wing backs are pushing on, then maybe that explains why they're conceding. But it's quite a strange approach for an Italian. Yeah, yeah, may- maybe, maybe, but I suppose maybe he's looking at it and saying we've got two very good strikers. Um, we've got our fullbacks and more like wingbacks. I'm playing to the strengths, and maybe that's what's working. Okay. Um, they seem to think that the their centre backs are all much and much of of same quality, and it all kind of depends on form of how they go, which was interesting. Um, but you'd think he'd be able to coach a bit more, you know, like defence. We say you can coach. You can coach defence, but you maybe can't coach like ball playing defence, and maybe that's what I mean. They're kind of free solid guys, but maybe not. I, I don't know, but I can see not why. Rock it's solid, they were saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the fans didn't say as much as I would have hoped to make my first club feature a little bit more difficult because I really do like to go and see um, what the clubs say. In terms of those results, then, you've mentioned the comeback at West Ham, which was brilliant, but also the way that West Ham have gone. Maybe not as brilliant as we thought. The loss to Burnley was terrible. Not just the result. I watched the game. They were really poor. Yeah, and we're going to play context. So Klopp's wins like, like we do. We should do the same here. The West Ham, 
not as impressive as it looks now and you know everyone's beating United nowadays well they did they did beat United which they deserved and which was was fantastic as well um, so then they drew it home to Bournemouth and Matsari was happy on that with that on his birthday which I thought was slightly lacking ambition considering Bournemouth's run I know they're a decent team but still I thought they should be looking to not be delighted even though they were behind with that yeah if they're away that's a decent result but at home you'd, you'd want to win it's not a bad result but you shouldn't. he seemed a bit too happy and I thought yeah, he was yeah. a bit of a tough guy um, but I mean they, they are sitting well in the league uh, they do need to shore up at the back and I'm surprised they've scored so many because like I said the kind of Icarlo has, has certainly dried up and success hasn't been a massive one yet early days um, but Is next up isn't Kabay the premiership top goal scorer or close yeah I was going to go on to that soon with stars but their next up fixtures are Borough away Swansea and Hull are coming in the mix soon as well so they've actually got some winnable games so they've got a chance to at least maintain where they are if not slightly higher yeah, yeah certainly. which will set them up well so interesting to see how the next few games go um, in terms of uh, their players their star for me definitely from what I've seen has definitely been Kapuwe. Um he's been brilliant and I remember at Tottenham he was so basic and average and playing five yard balls and terrible and I didn't even know that there was this player in there and to be fair even last year he was showing that there is and this year it's taken on another leap and bound he's been fantastic he might be big fish in small pond kind of guy still I didn't know there was a fish there yeah fair enough yeah, yeah. smell that fish right um, also they've got Pereira who's got a bit of a pedigree in terms of the clubs that he's been yeah. as well they say that he's actually quite a hard worker the fans were saying as well and they were picking out a fair point in terms of transfer fee he was actually great value if you compare him to say Mason who went from Tottenham to Hull I was surprised Tottenham sold him but you know it's just quite a fair comparison to some extent yeah yeah I, th- I think I think so yeah um I'm not really sure what youth that they're putting through the team. I don't think they do. I think they generally are buying in from abroad and I couldn't find out enough um, from their kind of uh, uh, their website to kind of go there. But um, in terms of the fans, um, to be honest, I don't mean this as a dig, but I've never... They're not a particularly big club. Their attendances aren't great. Um, and although they perked up for small periods in big games at times when I've played against them, most of them they've been completely outsung and quiet out the ground compared to the Palace. But they're also a harmless bunch. There's nothing nasty about their fans and uh, they're a good family club. They're just a bit plastic, Charlton-y type, Brighton-y, but not massive in numbers. But, you know, they've had some good players come from there and they've got some famous links to people like um, Elton John um, and... Um, the ground is is being made into something a bit nicer and they have been loud at home on TV a couple of times which surprises me in terms of what I've seen there when I've been there live so uh, yeah that's kind of how I assess the club and how I think they're doing at the moment and it's kind of a transition so we're saying it's it's important to see where it goes next but the fans are definitely pretty um, like everything they found out about Matsari after he got appointed all made them feel better and happier about the appointment. So they're fairly optimistic and the noises coming from the players are pretty positive about the coach as well. And you can see that in terms of some of the performances at least. It's, you know, so... Spirit's come back in a few games, says. Exactly. It's like the Southampton one. There are some good signs there. 
but you know, let's see where it goes next. Um, is there anything else you want to add about Watford? No, not at all. I guess we'll just see how things are going. But I, I liked your section. They're really good. Thanks. All right, I'm going to stick with that, hopefully. All right, um, did we do... No, we didn't actually make a spreadsheet of our predictions of where people will finish. We just did it verbally, didn't we? Oops. We'll have to turn it into a spreadsheet. I have, like, 10 teams in 15. And also, maybe it's a good thing, I'm going to prove a point, we actually didn't really discuss Manchester City or Arsenal when we went through how well teams are doing or how bad they are. No, because we all know that Arsenal will just do what Arsenal do, yeah. and that is yeah. drift and bottle out, and they'll be ha- they'll be they'll be delighted to get fourth. I think it, despite how well they're doing right now, I genuinely think it will be a struggle because I think there's some really really good teams this year. I think there's six at least going to be and, battling for those four. And City, as we said, great when things are going well. Couple of tough games. Oh, they're struggling. City. Yeah, yeah I'm I, not, I was I never. I said I said that though. I, when despite we despite their yeah. fantastic four point gap and everything they had I wasn't convinced based on watching the games and I'd watched a lot of them um, and the reason I wasn't convinced was I mean look at Sunderland you know like it wasn't convincing in terms of the victory I think that up front I really like the two players they've got it's good they play a youngster there um, but there's not a plan B there's not a slightly more physical guy as well Um and I'm not convinced that the defence is that solid and there is a, something to say that maybe they have been found out somewhat um, in terms of some of the tactics. That, I'm not saying it means they'll be terrible. but He just can't keep getting away of playing collar off and I think he may play... back at full-back. A, a centre-back, but it's only because they've realised, Guardiola's realised that, hang on, my defenders have to defend when teams actually attack. That's the thing. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. On that front, though, I have to say that well, first of all, Swansea gave him a good game yeah. and the manager didn't get too much credit. But then when Rodgers did a fantastic game with Celtic, truly amazing atmosphere, truly amazing spectacle. And although some of the go- goals were a bit lucky, they, they were fantastic that night. And some of the podcast coverage um, was pretty much just dismissing it to some extent. And, I mean, he basically got a 3 all draw with Man City who were at that point seen as invincible yeah. with a team that would struggle to get in the playoffs in the championship yeah yeah de- def- definitely and the thing is I wouldn't, I wouldn't even necessarily mind the back of hype but he was absolutely slated for the 7-0 against Barcelona he's always slated which, which, he, which he should be but it's kind of more of a balance you know if you're going to get slated for the 7-0 you should have got praise for the 3-3 where it wasn't quite that even yeah. Fair enough, which is a good point to leave it because we always mention Rogers, so we can leave it on Rogers. Must be his biggest fans. Rogers, Klopp, and Benitez. Who else do, is it? We always mention. We used to say Oatsu a lot. But we've forgotten about him because he's yeah. always always invisible. He is. He he is what De Bruyne. He, he people sorry, make out he's De Bruyne. That's my point. Yeah. He he's uh, De Bruyne is what he should be and what he's made out to be and what he's not. Yeah. All right. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we hope to be with you minimum in, in a month and we'll look into that commentary idea. We hope you've enjoyed the pod. We hope you spread the word uh, and uh, have a fantastic football enjoyment period. Welcome back to the league and no more international football. Say goodnight, JV. Goodnight, JV. Who's JV? John Virgo. Big break. See you later, listeners. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>